Sports Medicine Weekly, Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole. Dr. Cole, of course, orthopedic surgeon with Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Dr. Cole, how often do you uh, do transplants? Steve, um, we probably do about mm, 250 a year now. It's a lot. It's a really... Uh, at Midwest Orthopedics, we're probably now the busy, one of the busiest transplant programs in the world. It's just become a tertiary center because it's actually rare, rarely required. It's a rare problem. So they... They have to come from a large denominator of patients who continue to have a problem with cartilage loss, and then they get referred in. And allografts are the big, big, big ticket there, right? Yeah. So you know, we've had on our show um, a lot, you know, different uh, um, uh, technologies, and largely based on allografts are human donor tissue because that's sort of the lowest hanging fruit. You know, we haven't had a new technology go through the FDA when it comes to replacing cartilage since 1997. That's how difficult it is to get to the FDA now, and the difference is with allografts that um, the FDA is concerned with how you process the tissue in terms of good tissue practices, sterility, preventing disease transmission, and things of that nature. But they, as long as it's used as its intended sort of uh, uh, function, uh, the FDA doesn't require clinical studies. So it opens up the door for amazing technology that's not very expensive doesn't have a five-year timeline to seven-year timeline to get to the FDA. And, you know, the, the price tag is about 30 to $50 million, and most products fail because not because they don't work, because they can't endure the, the, the clinical study that has to be done to get it to be approved. So that's why we use allografts. It's probably my go-to now for almost all transplants. Well, let's bring on a um, real live uh, patient that uh, has benefited from uh, an allograft. And uh, this is uh, Meg Sager joining us from uh, Naperville, my hometown, uh, kind of talking about a recipient's transplant story and uh, went through uh, a knee injury and um, went through, obviously, the uh, the allograft. Uh, and thanks for joining us, Meg. Tell us a little bit about your life before your knee injury. Thanks for having me. Um, my life uh, before the knee injury, um, I've always been an endurance athlete, soccer player uh, my entire youth up through high school. Um, started competing in triathlons and doing distance running in college and had kept uh, doing it since. And uh, um, it's the sort of lifestyle where my husband and I, during a racing season, compete in a half marathon or an Olympic triathlon um, up to bigger distances um, quite a few weekends throughout that season. So it wasn't just something that we like to do. It's actually part of our lifestyle. And how did your uh, knee injury happen? Um, well, so I'd had a kind of a nagging feeling in my knee for about two years, but it wasn't anything that, uh, made me, uh, think to go see uh, the orthopedic surgeon. But, uh, last January, January, uh, 2015, I was out in, uh, Southern California, I was mountain biking. And when I was climbing a hill, I felt a little bit of a, um, pop in my knee and, uh, kind of shook it off. A few days later, still had some swelling, went in to go see um, orthopedic surgeon out uh, in Geneva at Fox Valley Orthopedic. Did an MRI, saw that there was some scar tissue floating around, and uh, that's where it all started. So, yeah, so, you know, from your point of view, you probably had something brewing for a while. Oh, yeah. And then it just yeah, it was, progressed. It was yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and that's how most of these cartilage defects happen is there's an area that sort of breaks down, and we don't know what ha- the day it breaks down is not the day we become symptomatic or have pain and swelling. It's just sort of this gradual, slow progression, and then t- the symptoms hit. 
So um, how did how did you even learn about this option? I know what you were treated with was with a allograft that uh, Allosaurus calls prochondrix. And, you know, for our listeners, that's a three-dimensional graft. It's a piece of cartilage that comes from a donor and is basically laid into the cartilage defect, almost like repainting a wall. You have an area that's lost, an area of paint, maybe some drywall with it, and you just patch it with this graft. Um, I mean, it almost sounds like science fiction when you think about it. Absolutely. But, but, but it heals, and there's some good data, animal data to support support this, and we've actually done some work in a similar area, so I, I know it can work. But um, there's a lot of options, and I know you saw a surgeon, and did you go through a, different, a lot of different options? And was this the first surgery, or was this the second surgery? Uh, the prochondrix was actually the second surgery. So in February, um, I just went in for a scope, and uh, when that surgeon was in there, uh, he saw what ultimately was a bigger problem, and uh, went and got a couple opinions. And uh, when I uh, met with Dr. Meta of the same practice, and uh, that's when he explained to me several different options, and prochondrix was one of the options. And uh, so that was, we met in March, and the surgery was in July. And did you get better after your first scope? Uh, yeah, I was better um, as far as I didn't have as much sharp shooting pain, but it, you know, it, w- it, was, it was debilitating in the long run. You know, what do you, catching. What do you, you still had that? Yes. Got it. And how long did it take to get better after you had the second um, surgery? I, I was back, I mean, not 100%, um, but back to fairly functional four to five weeks after the scope. <clears throat> no, but after you had your transplant. Oh, after the transplant, um, I started I started physical therapy about a month after and took about a good four to five weeks of um, physical therapy a couple times a week to start feeling I could function on my own, not have to be in the big brace, not have to um, have support on me all the time. We're visiting with Meg Sager, who's a uh, recipient of... Uh, Prochondrix. And um, Dr. Cole, is that a, a familiar term at all with, with some of these transplant uh, situations? What's that? What do you mean? The prochondrix? No, it's new. I mean, it's a new, you know, the um, tissue banks are really working hard to come up with uh, different ways we can use graphs. And this is just a new, relatively new concept that uh, tissue banks are, are doing to, because one donor can treat a lot of patients. Yeah. And we're struggling with these bulk allografts where we take a piece of bone and cartilage where we there's a lot of waste. We can't use a lot of the, the, the anatomy. Um, with this, we can actually take sheets, they can take sheets of cartilage and treat a number of patients who might need it. So as I say, it's, it's, it's new on the scene, but we need to learn from how patients are doing, um, um, uh, like Meg. And, um, you know, Meg, you're an important data point because there haven't been, you know, thousands of these done. This is still relatively new. Yeah. So what, uh, so are you, how far, how many months out are you? Uh, let's see. I'm, I don't know, about six, uh, a little over six months out, six yeah. and a half months out. And uh, um, doing well. I mean, I'm back to doing the activities that I used to do before, um, not at 100% capacity, but um you know, I, I feel like uh, my biggest struggle is building back the strength in the joint, um, but there's no pain, and that's kind of a the, the novel thing. Every day, you know, you wake up and you don't have that nagging feeling that was there for two years. And how did Dr. Meta explain the procedure to you originally? So the way Dr. Meta explained the procedure was 
First, he broke down the two different components of the procedure, and those were options uh, for um, a surgery. He explains that they would go in and they would microfracture my kneecap, basically build, uh, drill little holes in my kneecap, let it bleed down into the joint, and help to actually heal up the joint. Wow. And Yeah. And uh, the second uh, aspect of the surgery would be to bring in some type of graft, basically bring in a patch that would cover, as Dr. Cole said, the, the lesions, the, um, the space that I had worn down the cartilage of me would act as a patch on it. And historically, two different ways you can do that. You can either grow some cartilage in a lab, timely, it can be costly, um, or you can have... Um, a donor, donor piece of uh, cartilage. And uh, what really sold me on it is when Dr. Meta explained to me what this company, Allosource, does and how these anatomical gifts from donors can be utilized. So, um, and by combining the two of those, the microfracture and the graft, how that would restore as much functionality in my knee as possible at this point. Are you now uh, working with Allosaurus to uh, advocate for donors and so forth? I'm in the process of that, yes. Great, good for you. That's uh, yeah. a, 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 a greatly needed uh, service, and uh, now you can truly be a spokesperson being a recipient, so that's great. Well, we wanted... One of the things that was really incredible in visiting Allosaurus was speaking with their medical team and uh, learning about this product. and. Uh, what really, really stood out to me is when I was talking to one of their medical engineers in the graph that uh, my um, prochondric surgery included was from a piece of anatomy that was otherwise not being used from a donor. It was just going to waste for the most part if it wasn't going into research. And so that's just a really cool thing when you think about somebody's loved one who is donating the remains to science and you think about what kind of life that can give back Something as trivial as a 31-year-old woman who just likes to run a lot and beat the heck out of her knees. That's a great story. It really <laughs> is. Meg, we appreciate you uh, joining us. Meg Sager from Naperville, recipient's transplant story. Thanks to Source. Continued uh, good health to you, and uh, thanks so much for joining us on Sports Medicine Weekly. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it.